Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko, and, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Novak Djokovic's visa has been revoked by the Australian government uh, and issued with a letter saying he will be deported. He tested positive on December 16. On the 1st of January, he'd met the requirements for quarantine-free travel. On January 4, Djokovic announced he was travelling to Australia. He was detained in Melbourne when he arrived the next day. Players, fans and staff at the Australian Open must be fully vaccinated unless there is a genuine reason why an exemption should be granted. If that evidence is insufficient, then he'll be on the next plane home. Czech player Renata Borotova. She arrived last month and played a warm-up tournament before her visa was cancelled. We are not angry with the people of Australia. We are actually angry with their politicians. They are keeping him as a prisoner. It's just not fair. It's not human. He'll be upset about the fact that Novak has come in because of his, his statements over the past couple of years around vaccination. He know he knew the conditions since uh, a lot of months ago. So whether someone wants to get a vaccine or not, that's completely up to them. Me that wasn't vaccinated, I wouldn't be getting an exemption. There should be no special rules for Novak Djokovic at all. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are, another day in Australia, and more news surfaces in the Djokovic saga as uh, he has come out and confessed that uh, he knew that he was positive with COVID-19 and still ended up breaking uh, self-isolation lockdown rules. Um this is a bit of a crazy one. He has put out a statement. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Ben. Of course, it's been a busy day with work and trying to cover this story as well. Um, I would say, though, the overriding emotion is anger. I am very angry today. I've tried to keep my calm the last few episodes, uh, trying to see all the information, and understand both sides of everything. But ultimately here, him coming forward and confessing what he's done, it's inexcusable. You cannot defend him. Um, I know there's so many Djokovic fans who follow the podcast and a lot of them follow him blindly in terms of they just are are unable to criticise and unable to see it. And that's not all of them, I want to clarify, because there has been so many Djokovic fans messaging the game to love things, saying, you know what, we're going to support him. We stand with Djokovic. We believe Australia have made so many mishaps, which they have. However, I cannot defend him in this incident. He knowingly went to that Liquid interview and he's confirmed with COVID. Um, for me, it's just it's, it's it's horrible. He didn't he didn't let them the journalists know that when he was there. Um, there's also so many question marks around the fact that the day after, oh no, sorry, the day before when he met all them kids at the academy, was he positive then? 
the affidavit in, in at court sort of claims that he um, he received the result of a positive test, but he didn't see it. It just seems a bit convenient to me. What do you yeah. think, John? I mean, to be honest with you, when it comes to sort of loyalty and faith and and obviously blind loyalty, I always think of this question, which is, what would it take to change your mind? Now, I don't care if the topic is is Djokovic and his in his story, if you like, or if it's if it's Brexit or or if you're a Republican or Democrat or if you think there's the earth is flat. Okay, I don't care what it is. We should always ask ourselves or should ask the question, what would it take to change your mind? Now, the answer should always be evidence. Evidence should change our mind on any of the above, including whether the earth is a globe or not. When the answer, though, is nothing will change my mind, well, then that conversation is over with that individual person. Unfortunately, we're often in that situation where, you know, nothing will change their mind. And so therefore, you know, with that individual, at least move on because nothing's going to change their mind. But if if you want to deal with evidence, then, well, we're going to be looking at the evidence today, aren't we, Ben and JG? Yeah, Yeah, we are. I think no better place to start here than... The man himself has had to put out a statement. I mean, he, he couldn't leave it any longer because there's so many people. There's a rumor mill spinning. And the more and more people talk and he hasn't said anything, the more and more people are just going to build up the, uh, the other case against him. And he needs to try and get in there first just to set the facts straight. I'm sure this has been very well uh, written as well. I've read through it all uh, once already. It seems like it is very, very nicely put. But I just want to add have... to that. I think the reason he did the statement was to sort of get the pressure off his family. The family have been mm. receiving so many questions and ultimately yeah. a lot of them questions can only be answered by the man himself. So he's had to sort of come out in a way to sort of protect his family from all of the questions. So for that, I, I, I respect get... him for doing that. But yeah. what he says in the statement, I think he's trying to make it sound as if there's misinformation um, and so many other things. But really... He is the one to blame, and he is all well and good apologizing now. But I don't think an apology is good enough. Who do you, who do you think you are? His family's in COVID. His family's involvement in this, though, is kind of from them. It's them who's going outside the parliament giving rousing speeches. So, although you're right, if there, there's certain things that are going, we obviously don't condone that, of course. But you know, I. You know, if I go out on the street today and give a rousing speech with a microphone and, and get a hundred people around me. Well, I'm going to get some people disagreeing with what I'm saying. And anyway, let's get to the statement. Yeah, let's get to the statement. Let's get it up on the screen. Uh, This was just uh, Jose Morgado, friend of the podcast, just saying a very long statement from Novak Djokovic on uh, his Instagram. Um, And let's have a quick look through it. He says he only knew about uh, he was positive after the kids event and confirms that he gave Lekeep uh, interview uh, well he gave uh, knowing that he had COVID and regrets the decision and for me just before we start reading I, I've just got to say the one word that springs to mind is irresponsible and that's the one thing that I've been going over in my, in my mind is irresponsibility from somebody of such a high like a uh, stature but let's go through the the well let's go through the statement that he's put out anyway on here so, uh, do you want me to Read it or? Yeah, you can. Okay. So I want to address the continuing misinformation about my activities and attendance at events in December in the lead up to my positive PCR COVID test result. Ben, can we stop at this point just sure. quickly? Go I, mean, for I would it, like no. probably do each paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, Go for it. Um, in the lead up to his positive PCR test, what's, what is he, what's he talking about? I, I don't know what misinformation there's been in the lead up. That what were we talking about his activities on the 10th of December on the first? No, we're all focusing on the 48 hours after the positive test result. That's that's what we're really focusing on. There's no there's no comment about the lead up. So I don't know what he's talking about there. Uh, He's actually adding to the misinformation, in my opinion, with that paragraph. And I I want to also clarify as well. I think the misinformation is not really been around Djokovic I thought no. a lot of the misinformation has been from Tennis Australia been from the authorities the 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 federal yeah. um the government the Victorian government it's that we- they're the ones with all of the misinformation he was under the assumption he can get a, an exemption by going there considering he's had COVID he's got to the board and they're saying that's not no longer valid and that they're yeah. not going to accept an exemption this is where all the misinformation has been yeah 
Yeah. Con- you can continue, Ben. <laughs> okay, yeah. This mis- this is misinformation which needs to be corrected, uh, particularly in the interest of alleviating broader concern in the community about my presence in Australia and to address matters which are very hurtful and concerning to my family. So there's two parts there, and then we'll look at the, the second part, if you like, first with the very hurtful and concerning to his family. Yes. 100% great that he puts out that comment and yep. and, I, and I have no problem with that. I highlighted some of the issues regarding the, the rousing speech that they gave in Serbia, but in general, absolutely fine. Definitely get that. And I understand that he wants to get that out there. But let's go to the first half. Alleviating broader concern in the community about my presence in Australia. Well, I think we've, we're going to add to that concern as we go through this statement when he says what he did in the 48 hours after uh, his positive test. So, I don't think he's alleviating concern. Uh, he's not alleviated concern at any point in the last, you know, seven days, really. Let's ask the Australians. I'm sure they'll tell you if they feel alleviated after this statement. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, right, moving on to the next section, this one. Uh, let me just zoom out a bit so we can get it all in. I want to emphasize that I have tried very hard to ensure the safety of everyone and my compliance with testing obligations. JG, have you got something to say about that? Because I've got something to say. No, you can speak, John. Okay. Um, that's not true. Uh, I have tried very hard to ensure the safety of everyone. Well, if you do that, you take your PCR test on the 16th of December, you stay home until you get your result, and you don't hang out. You don't then find out your results seven hours later, which is what the Avi David proves. We'll also come to that in a minute, even though he says he didn't know on the 17th. One is a lie. Either he lied in his affidavit or he's lying now. I suspect it's probably the latter. And then finally, he also did a photo shoot. And OK, he was wearing a mask and we've fine. But you don't leave your apartment. If you are trying very hard to ensure the safety of everyone, I'd love to know what it is when he's not trying hard. Yeah, Because if he was trying hard, by the way, he would have got vaccinated and he'd be in Australia right now with no problems. If he's not trying hard, the next best thing he can do is stay home. That, uh, John, anyway. sorry, I just wanted no, to say, it, it, for for me, I don't really understand. Like, it, it, it's not very hard, surely. If you know you are trying to get yourself to the Australian Open, a country with the strictest border controls in place, and you've been at an event, which he says in the next paragraph, on the 14th, where people tested positive. This has got to be in, you've got to be like alarm bells ringing right now, thinking, oh, my God, I've just tested positive. Or well, I've just been around people who've tested positive. I'm going to take this test, stay at home, get the result, and then hopefully I can go out after that. Surely that's the mindset you go in, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. That's just for me. That would make perfect sense anyway. Yeah, if he was trying... You went to that basketball match. You realised the the repercussions of it because people were testing positive. He then took a he took a test. He must have had something in his mind thinking there's a chance I could have it. He got the test result back a few about seven hours later or eight hours was it? And mm-hmm. from then, I just don't believe that he didn't look at it until the next day. So like I'm even going to go further. I don't even know about the next day when he was with all them kids. Was he positive then? Of course we know he was. Did he yeah. know he was positive then? I think he probably did as well. Yeah. We're going to see it from this like, it, statement. It's very convenient saying, for him to say, oh, I didn't know then. He's trying easy, to... It's an easy way out. He's isn't trying it? to at least get that He's put himself in a, a, a web of lies and he doesn't really know how to get out of them because nothing's really adding up with all the dates and the times. He's, he's done all right up until this point. I've given him the benefit of the doubt with a lot of things. I've been as fair as I possibly can. We attended the trial. We listened to the trial. We didn't understand everything. We've been following the story ever since. Ultimately, Djokovic has lied on several occasions. I still don't want to take it away from the fact that the Australian government are still massively to blame for this whole confusion which we're in. And all these grey areas is because of them. They didn't make the rules straight from the beginning. They allowed uh, this whole uh, rule to be able to apply for an exemption. And then they retracted it. We don't know what's going on with that. They've created such a mess, and they're the ones who are going to come out worse than anyone. But I think Djokovic is a close second now, and he's getting closer and closer because he's not made, he's not done himself any favors throughout. Yeah, he, wanna... he's filled out the forms wrong. Let's talk about the deportation forms as well. He's filled them out incorrectly. Mm. I mean, it's there's there's just a, it's littered with, and this is the problem when it's starting to get littered with inconsistencies everywhere, and then you're having to back up another thing that was wrong. 
this is why I don't understand. If you're a professional sports star and you are the top of the game, this goes for everything when you're in that position. You have uh, you have like a responsibility uh, to take certain actions being in that role. And that goes across. If you're like going into like, let's say, uh, or it can be tennis. It could be, I'm going to compare it to say like boxing or fighting or something like that. You're accountable for everything that goes into your body that you eat. If you take one thing off somebody else and you eat and you test positive for a drug, guess what? You're going to lose. Uh, yeah. You're not going to be able to fight. You're not going to be able to do something like that. You I'm sure back. he's a very look. As soon as, he went, as soon as he went into that hotel, he wanted all of his food. Well, oh, he he doesn't know what he's getting. Yes, this is the same thing. The same responsibility goes with staying in just in case you have COVID. That's it. It's it's the same responsibility. It's you're you're that high in the in the game. And you're not exempt Listen, from that. I don't somebody know, just... who's so fastidious with their health that every single thing that he ingests, he's very careful about. And that's completely right. And he's a, he's a top sportsman as a result. Yeah. To then think that he's taking COVID tests and, 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 and taking a PCR test and then completely abandoning all of that thought process and wandering around and meeting kids and te- doing presentations without realizing the result of his COVID test well, I think you're living on a different planet if you believe those two stories. If you want to read the next paragraph, yeah, yeah. Some, I will. Yeah, yeah. This here. one explains a little bit why he was going around anyway. He said, I attended a basketball game in Belgrade on the 14th of December, after which it was reported that a number of people tested positive with COVID. Despite having no COVID symptoms, I took a rapid antigen test on the 16th of December, which was negative. And out of an abundance of caution, also took an official approved PCR test on the same day. Okay. okay. Brilliant. Key line, though. Key line there. We, I think we all know what the key line is. Out of an abundance of caution. Now, on one side, that seems very sensible, very careful. And that's great that he did the antigen test. That came back negative. But he didn't just rely on that because we know that the antigen is not as accurate as the PCR. So out of an abundance of caution, great, takes the PCR test. Well, what happened to the caution in the 48 hours that followed? Whether, you know, from the minute he takes Went that out the test. window, because there was one, no caution. He just he continued as normal. Right. At 1 p.m., five minutes past one, if we want to be 100% accurate, he takes that PCR test, okay, out of an abundance of caution. Now, in the next seven hours from that moment to the, to, to the test result, that abundance of caution, if we believe what he's saying there, needs to stay isolated at home. The abundance of caution is checking your emails constantly. And I know that that we've got individuals here that are managed by the people, but as soon as his management are are getting that test result, they're on the phone to him. Where are you? What are you doing? You need to be at home right now. So uh, you need to stay home as well for the next seven days or however long that period happens to be. Abundance of caution, abundance of carelessness. Yeah, let's move on to the next uh, part of the statement. Right. So the, the next, next day, um, right. I attended a tennis event in Belgrade to present awards to children and took a rapid antigen test before going to the event, and it was negative. It's not good enough. Rapid antigen. We know that they're not. We know. I'm actually not- now struggling to believe from this moment onwards. I'm really. I don't know. I don't know if he's telling the truth. I, yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he's yeah, not. But but- even if they. Even if. We know, and this is where I come, like the, the abundance of caution thing again, and being that top sports star that doesn't want to have all of this circling around you. You don't need to leave the house. Didn't need to go anywhere. Doesn't need to do anything. Could just stay in. It doesn't need to go out. I just don't understand why we do, why would you take that test and go, oh, it says it's fine. We've had so many people say these give false positives or false negatives or the yeah. PCR is the only one you can really trust. Just wait yeah. for the result. The, the I mean, thing that what really annoys me is, that, does he really think this wasn't going to catch up on him? Um, him going to Australia, say if he got through the border and everything was fine there with his exemption and played, there's going to always be so many people interested and wondering about his exemption. It would have been investigated, I'm sure. No doubts about it. It was always going to come to light. A bit like Boris Johnson in the UK, <laughs> having a party in his garden with 30 people. What, what kind of idiot is he? Like, well, it was, I, always, it was always going to come out, was it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think the thing is, when you're when you're that dialed in, whether it be a a politician or a sports person, sometimes you you're almost detached from reality. And and I think there's, I think maybe some of this Djokovic believes. Maybe he believes it himself. But that's more difficult for us to believe. 
Well, we've got Hit God here in the super chat saying negative on lateral flow means low viral load um, if you do it properly, meaning he shouldn't be infectious, although he may be positive on PCR. Listen, we know about the test. As Ben said, I echo what he said. The lateral flow tests are not that accurate. They really are not. You can have a few and they can be positive, negative, positive, negative. We don't know. The whole thing. They're an, they're it, an it, indication. It could have, it could have had a, yeah, they're an indication. The whole thing, the PCR could have still been a false positive, let's be honest. He, he was asymptomatic. He didn't have any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of that, the rules we all have to follow as human beings, if you test positive, you have to isolate. Whether you've, whether, whether you've actually got it or not, it's never matter. He's test, he took a test, tested positive. You've got to isolate. You've got to follow the rules like everyone else does. To be honest well, with why you. Is he, from, why is he different? Why is he above the rules? To be honest with you, from five past one on the 16th of uh, December, Serbian time, that's the moment he has to isolate from that moment onwards. Now, you know, you'll get some people that maybe say, yeah, but he's got this commitment to children, you know, and he's got this commitment to the journalist. You know what? You can make up for that. You can say, listen, I'm so sorry. I cannot attend this event tomorrow. I cannot do this journalist. But you can make up for it by, you know, doing it another time. Surely for his own peace of mind, if anything, just thinking like, Carl, do you know what? That's, there's, even if there's one percent chance I might have it, I may as well just stay home because what, what's, it's not worth the ramifications, really, is it? If I go out and I find out I've got it, surely exactly. that's the right mindset to be in. There's still more questions as well. <laughs> this is why nothing adds up for me, and why it's it's really hard to believe him. Because why did he file for an exemption before he got COVID anyway? <laughs> yeah, I know. So how how does that make sense? You you can't nothing, none of this adds up. You've got Timeline's to be mess, you, messy, you've got to it? be honest. Yeah, I understand. There's so many Djokovic fans who want to defend him, and don't get me wrong, I'm not his biggest fan, but I've tried my best to defend him because we would love to see the best player yeah. in the world play at the Australian Open, the nine-time champ, going for 21 Grand Slams, going for 10 Australian Opens. It'd been amazing to see him there, but the time the timelines don't add up. He applied for an exemption, medical exemption, before he even got COVID. Was he planning on getting vaccinated? I'm right. pretty sure he wasn't. Let's be honest. I, I put out a tweet the other day, which I've just highlighted in the private chat, but I think we should still focus on the statement for now. But I put out a sure. tweet the other day, I think it was three days ago, I said, um, in November, one month before allegedly getting COVID, Djokovic applied for his visa. At that point, on what basis did Djokovic expect to be allowed to enter Australia? Was he thinking about getting double vaxxed? And yet two weeks before going, still not vaccinated with even one jab, he contracted COVID. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah. But anyway, let's let's continue with the it, statement. In theory, he must be very pleased that he got it because that was that allowed him to get the exemption, right? Yeah. Um, but then it sort of begs the question: Did then, he spend the was, next six was, weeks trying to get it? Did he spend the, the next from the, well, from the from November? I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think I don't think that's the case. Um, but did he then? For is is the whole document of him getting COVID, which was done by the Serbian uh, sort of body? I'm not sure exactly who who produced it, who did the PCR. Is that not real? Is that a fake test? We've seen well, we so many things. We're going to investigate that, that later minute, on. Yeah. But let's yeah. just read this. I, I, uh, I was asymptomatic and felt good, and I had not received the notification of a positive PCR test result until after that event. Talking about the event where he presented awards with, chil- uh, to, with children. Um, asymptomatic, then- felt good, irrelevant. Just, just I don't even know why he's adding that to his statement. It's the, the least relevant thing in the entire statement, to be honest with you. Yeah, um sorry. Uh, I had not received the notification of a positive. I, I don't believe him. Uh, not compared because he's either lying here or he's lying in his affidavit. One of the two. Or even if he didn't, uh, even if he hadn't read it. Well, he's. We're also suggesting that nobody's. If his team are in charge of this, then none of his team. I, I don't believe it. And if yeah. you believe this, well, good luck. You've got twelve travel twenty-one saying. Sorry, Ben. Very That's convenient right, timing. Davis Cup finished on the fifth of December, so positive on the sixteenth. Did not disrupt his 2021 season at all and got it before the Australian Open entry deadline. It just couldn't have been a better time to get COVID. It, Let me t- it, it, it seems too convenient, right? Let me tell you another thing regarding that date. That date will also go as far as um, French Open. If, if, and we, there's so many ifs I know, but if the French Open apply a similar kind of six-month period, it'll just, it, it'll finish on the 16th of June. I think the French Open finals on the 10th. So... Yeah. We've got this this unbelievable window here that that um, he's exploited. If Djokovic could have picked a date to get COVID, it's the best date he could have he could have possibly picked. Uh, let's yeah. move on to the last bit. The next yeah. day, on the 18th of December, I was at my tennis centre in Belgrade to fulfil a long-standing commitment for a equip interview and photo shoot. Um, long-standing. 
I cancelled um, all other events. I'd love to know what the events were that he cancelled. Can somebody come forward? I'm surprised that in the 12 hours or how, how many hours ago was this statement? I don't know, six, 12 hours ago. But I, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear from somebody. If I had a, an event planned for, with him that day, I would have mentioned it somewhere. I would have said, put a tweet out saying, yeah, it's true. I had a meeting with, with Djokovic that day and he did cancel. I've not heard from anyone as yet to say that. So I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, think, for, I think that's a minor detail you're focusing on, though, John. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Means I anything, agree. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, to fulfil a long-standing commitment? <sighs> Come on. No. I, I want everybody to realise as well here, just so that we sort of clarify what we're doing in this podcast right now. People will probably think, like, listening to us saying, oh, you're so anti-Djokovic. We're not anti-Djokovic because we all respect him as a tennis player. I've been... I've been trying to believe everything that he's been saying the whole way through, but the more things that come out, it's just all getting tangled with like, it doesn't nothing make sense anymore. We keep trying. We keep trying to see that, see every single point of view. I listen to the people in the live chat. I listen to so many different contrasting opinions and ultimately try and present the facts as we have it. This is a factual statement he's made. Whether you believe it or not, it's another matter. The thing is, there's so many things that don't add up. It's becoming really indefendable. And we've had a lot of Djokovic fans come forward. No other than Gene, of course, someone who we've had on the podcast from the from the beginning. Shout out to you, one of our patrons Cheers as for well. the super, super chat. And I'm just reading out now. He said, I'm a Nole fan, but I'm very disappointed uh, with the irresponsible behaviour. Only fair to deport him. And that is strong wow. words. I did never think we'd ever hear that from no. Gene. Wow, um, Gene. So, yeah, that's um, I think that's pretty telling of the situation right now. I've seen some of the real... Uh, hardcore Djokovic fans even finding it difficult. And listen, let's not take too much away from Djokovic as a man. He no. is still an incredible tennis player. And what he's done on the court, not many people have ever been able to match. He needs to arguably the greatest to ever do it. Um, but off the court, it's just he's, there's something missing. He needs to hire a new PR team to start with. Yeah, don't let anybody get this, what we're talking about on this podcast, analysing his statement with our views on his vaccination status. And we're talking about the rules of him getting into the country and that's it. That's We're yeah. not talking about anything else. We're not saying he should be back, shouldn't be back. We're just yeah. talking about whether he should be allowed into Australia based upon the facts he's given. That's and I would it. like to emphasise on that, Ben. We all believe in the freedom of choice. You yeah. have the freedom exactly of your own right. body to decide whether you want to be vaccinated or not. Yep. We're not saying it should be mandated. Just like no. Tennis Sangren, he didn't want to be vaccinated and he stayed at home. That's fine. Exactly. So anyway, let's move uh, on. On to the next part of it. Right. And this is the final part. I felt obliged to go ahead and conduct the Lekeep interview as I didn't want to let the journalist down. Um, but I did ensure I socially distanced and wore a mask, except when my photograph was being taken. That has uh, been verified by the journalist. The second part of that, he's also verified saying, yeah, that's true. Uh, he, we did social distance and he did wear a mask at all times yeah. except for the photo. That's and on fine. top of that, the journalist has come out and said he tested negative. So he didn't yeah. contract COVID from Djokovic. Right. I've got, I've got an idea as well. I just want to put to you guys. Would the best thing to do now is do an antibody test on Djokovic to prove whether he had COVID the last six months? Yeah, you're not going to get any success with that. Would that not be a, a, a way to actually find out if he was if he's telling the truth? He had COVID. He could easily just prove it by doing an antibody test, right? You think so? Yeah. Good. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Just just another idea I'm putting out yeah, there on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, have you read the last bit, Ben? Not yet. So where, while I went home after the interview to isolate for the required period, on reflection, this was an error of judgment, and I accept that I should have rescheduled this. Uh, commitment it's not just an error of judgment it is also against the law um, yeah. I believe the Serbian pr uh, pr prime minister has come out and spoken about it there will be punishment to Djokovic we can see on the most severe cases it could be up to three years in jail um, that's not going to happen but most likely there will be some kind of fine given to Djokovic because he disobeyed uh, the law in Serbia there you go that's the statement so should we move on? And uh, it's probably fitting. Uh, we'll go on to Karen Sweeney, who's been uh, sort of the pinnacle of information for this case. And just echoing, saying that he broke Serbia's COVID-19 rules after admitting in his, uh, well, in his statement that he did. And the prime minister, yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, Anna, I'm going to butcher this name now. 
Bernabic uh, and told the BBC going out uh, after a positive result was a clear breach. So. Just just regarding his statement, there is a second part to that statement. We don't need to focus on it too much, but basically the, the, the gist of his the second part of his statement is that he's not going to be talking about this anymore, at least during the process. Um, again, I think good luck with that, Mr. Djokovic, that you, you might not want to talk about it, but if journalists are doing their job, they will ask you about it. And I, I also suggested that we might be seeing a few more press conferences adjourned in the near future. Oh, it's such a shame, though, really. I know we've been covering it all, but wouldn't you just love it to all go away and not have to non-stop talk about it? Now, for me, for as long as Djokovic plays, everyone's always going to have this in the back of their mind. It's something which he can't really escape. Whether or not he plays the Australian Open or not, this whole incident was going to, I feel, be attached to his legacy. And it's not yeah. a nice thing to have sort of trailing around behind you the whole time. Uh, one of our patrons here and uh, member, Liam Holdaway, saying... These are the these are only the things we know about as well. I see parallels with Boris, um, two people in power, uh, pretty famous individuals, and ultimately, it just seems I can un- I can understand what his point. I do see parallels myself, and it for me it just it makes me a bit upset. Yeah, it's like it's like the one rule for one, another one for everybody else, which Boris is sort of proving in the UK right now, and everybody is very unhappy with them. Regarding his legacy, I did see a tweet the other day, uh, which is that I will always remember Roger Federer for his legendary consistency, Rafa Nadal for his clay court mastery, Andy Murray for his heart and soul and prowess, and Novak Djokovic for visiting Australia unvaccinated during COVID-19 and turning it into a miserable and unnecessary mm show. Yeah, I, th- wow. I think he's going to be remembered for a lot more than just that. But oh, it's yeah. going to it's going to be he is the one of the he is the greatest. I think right now in terms of playing, oh uh, definitely. As much as I don't want to admit it, he is just something to behold on court. A real so good, amazing sportsman, and he does so many positive things as well for charities and so many other people and helping a lot of sort of other tennis players as well. But it's not. Listen, he can do all of that, but this is something which he's done wrong. And you have to call him out. When he does something good, you say, great. When he does something bad, you have to say, hold your hands up. You've made up a massive, massive mistake here. Uh, we've got King Hartley here from Australia saying there is still no concrete proof of in, of any international, intentional. No, any intentional wrongdoing. He is being hunted down because he exposed the, ridiculous, the ridiculousness of Australia's rules. One thing you need to understand, they can, we, we, I can agree with you. I think yeah. some of the Australia's rules are ridiculous. They yeah. don't seem to be clear. No. There's no there's no set rules which everyone follows. It seems to be there's loopholes and all sorts in it. That's that's right, I agree. But then Djokovic is wrong with what he's done as well. Both can be correct. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean can we always take it all the way back to just the Australian government and all the rules. I mean, this is what's caused all of this problem in the first place and we're now drawing well trying to find or he's scraping around trying to find answers to all the questions they're now posing to him after thinking he could just step in the country as soon as he touched down we've got another member here krc gaming and he's saying djokovic has diplomatic passport so he can only be prosecuted in serbia so he has immunity in australia from law get your facts straight whether he will be prosecuted in serbia is only a wishful dream I know I what they're could... referring to there. So we we were talking about his oh, misdemeanor in 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 Serbia. Yeah, we're not asking or su- suggesting that the Australian government no. should come down on him for obviously that. Obviously not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to clarify not... that, John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. obviously they're not going to have any jurisdiction to be able to do anything about what no. he did in Serbia. It's just if he touches back down in Serbia. He might have to speak to uh, the prime minister about what went on. No, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be some kind of um, uh, backlash from 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 the prime minister of Serbia for sure. We'll see. A little tap on um, the wrist, maybe. Who knows? Th- th- no, I think it's going to be more severe. I think they're going to have to, um, I don't know. if I'm honest, because they're pretty. Um, the prime minister, as far as I know, is pretty uh, pro-vaccine. And she was saying how the importance of getting people vaccinated. So I spoke to a friend of mine, actually a Serbian friend of mine yesterday um, about the vaccination situation in Serbia. And Serbia at the beginning of the vaccine rollout about a year ago really made some really good and very quick progress. One of the fastest in Europe, actually. But then they reached 50 percent and that's where they're at now. And they can't convince the other 50 percent to get vaccinated. 
Um, and that's where Serbia's at. There's kind of, they had this very quick rollout and they, they, they really made it quite quick and available to citizens, unlike, say, here in Germany, which was a bit slow at the beginning of the, the vaccine rollout. But unfortunately, they've hit a ceiling where 50% of the country are extremely reluctant to get vaccinated. We've got Megs Carpentry, one of our top tippers of the month, saying, yes, he should have gone to the interview without knowing the more official, accurate test. No, he shouldn't have, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, or should have not gone. Apologies. Uh, he took a risk that I would be negative with the two negative tests he got. He thought he was still neg. I just think it's why it's just messy. Why, it's an unnecessary. It's, it's an unnecessary risk. It's just, that's the one thing. Why would you be risking at such a pivotal time in the tennis calendar where you know you've got to go to Australia? There's no need to risk anything. You could just stay at home. I repeat, just you could just stay at home. Cancel everything. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So the next uh, one here, Paul Sokol saying, in this post, Djokovic claims he learned of his positive test result after the children's tennis event um, has attended maskless on the 17th. Uh, but he's but he's sworn court affidavit uh, said he was tested and diagnosed on the 16th with positive result being returned about 8 p.m. that evening. Yeah. Okay. More of the same. Should we keep going through them? Yeah. This one, I think, was uh, interesting. Obviously, Karen Sweeney pointing out some of the Serbian uh, regulations. The maximum penalty for breaching Serbian health regulations is three years in prison. And I think you touched on that earlier, John. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't see it's him not going to happen, years. is it? <laughs> I don't no, see him no, three no. years in prison. He, <laughs> he just never goes back to Serbia ever again. And that, just... that would be too, that's a, too much for sure. Uh, I think it's going to be more likely just a fine. Yeah. Right. On to the next one. This one's a very interesting one, yeah. actually. Like, it's a yeah. different perspective and one way to look at it. Please imagine the reaction if the roles were reversed and a journalist, knowingly COVID positive, keeping it a secret, had met with uh, Novak Djokovic. I think that's yeah. what really affects me the most. The fact that he went there and didn't have the decency to at least tell them that he was COVID positive. Even mm. if he did it on a hush-hush, like, I'm going to do this thing for you. Don't say anything. Don't make a big deal. Uh, but I do have COVID. Just thought you should know that. Out of common decency, if he did that, I'd have a little bit more respect for him. But he just he kept it completely quiet. I wouldn't I have that much is... respect. It's still it's wrong. Can you imagine? You up, but... Can you imagine the outrage if anyone, journalist or from another profession, yeah, knowingly had good. COVID? Can you imagine the outrage? Let's just say you're, you know, it's your favorite football player, or if it's your favorite, uh, you know, other sports star, or even just your favorite actor. But but let's take a sports person. Um, you know, if you're a Djokovic fan. And you knew that someone knowingly had COVID, wanted to meet him. Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm going to go to this comment uh, in the live chat because I don't agree with this at all. Saying, he is not selfish. He's just naive and a little dumb. That is absolute (laughs) rubbish. I'm sorry. If you think Novak Djokovic is dumb and he's in the position that he's in, come on. I'm not not having that. I think they're fishing, Ben. I think so. They caught you. I did, but I... They just caught a wild Ben there on the line. Well done. Ben's You've flopping got around the stream got, right now. <laughs> I am. You got me on the hook. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can call him because that's just an insult to his intelligence. He's, he's yeah. an extremely intelligent man. I'd put him up there as one of the yes, most intelligent guys Very on intelligent guy. Come on. Have you not heard the guy speak? The guy speaks about eight languages for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Right, let's move right, on. Move on. Right. There we go. Breaking. No decision on Djokovic visa today. And then in quote uh, quotations, Mr. Djokovic's lawyers have recently provided lengthy further, further submissions and supporting documentation said to be relevant to the possible cancellation of Mr. Djokovic's visa. This will affect the time frame. Yeah, and like John said at the beginning, we was expecting today to come on here with an answer. Mm. It's going to be delayed further. And we spoke about it on the last one. I'm interested to see if you two still agree with what you said yesterday. The longer this goes on, do you think it's better for Djokovic or not? I think feel like I was on the side of um, the longer it goes on, the worse it is for him. I feel like they're bolstering their case and getting as much information as possible. But would you still agree with what you said yesterday that it's better for him? Yeah, I mean, what when I when I, when I say better for him, I, I don't I don't believe it's better for his tennis or his personality. I just mean the likelihood of of the visa cancellation. Yeah. I think diminishes 
with every day that passes. But that's that's a that's a hunch really or a feeling, uh, yeah. and I've got many of those wrong. But I don't see them hauling him off the tennis court midway through the tournament. So, uh, so I, I I thought that that within hours of the court case occurring, whether that would occur, you know, the cancellation, as this so those suggests. There's a lot of process that they want to go through. But again, this, I still think that this tweet errs a bit more towards, you know, the lawyers are onto this and the lawyers have got more stuff. And I still think that the, the, the mistake he made with his, um, travel, you know, form, I think there's ways out of that for him, perhaps. And I think, again, the longer this goes on, I just erred slightly more to the likelihood of him starting the Australian Open and finishing it. Well, yeah. talking about starting the Australian Open, the draw for it's going to be tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. Um, which means they're kind of running out of time. Australia, as much as they're bolstering together a case, and I know here there's obviously Djokovic's lawyers uh, putting further submissions in as well. It would be great if they can just get this sorted one way or another. Um, of course, I would love to see Djokovic play the Australian Open, but I must admit that I'm kind of... Listen, yesterday I was sort of 20%. I've been, I've been slowly climbing up the, the, the percentages. Now I'm really... I'm probably edging more on the side that he's going to be deported than stay, if I'm honest. Or if not, he I think he should be, maybe, yeah. I, I really think, do. Well, I, I think I'm taking a bit of a, uh, a turnaround on... I, I've been turning around every single one we do of these. It yeah. just gets worse and worse, and the lies keep stacking up, and it's getting to the point you cannot defend him anymore. You just can't. If they but get I the do... same... Just sorry, mate. I was going to say, if think... they get the same judge, like imagine, like if they go back. Remember, this is the judge that was very, very fair on Djokovic and just uh, looked into sort of his situation, like the situational things that happened within him r- arriving to Australia, and sort of thought he was unfairly treated uh, based upon the situation he was put in. Is he going to see it in the exact opposite way if they say? he put other people in another situation from his own carelessness. And that's the thing that we need to see. Like, is it going to be fair for both sides? Are they going to see him in the wrongdoing as well? I don't know. My understanding, though, is that, I mean, that that, that whole case was just focused on should his visa have been cancelled? Was he treated fairly by the Australian Border Force? And the judge was fairly unequivocal in that he shouldn't have had his visa cancelled at that point. And he also, they was also badly treated by the. So, focusing on that, and that's. He he was terribly treated, by the way. I agree. I've I've read the whole transcript of him at Border Control. They rushed him. Um, It wasn't good. They, They made it, they were a complete mess, Australia. They're still the worst out of all of this, still. I still have to say that. I need to reiterate that every single podcast. What Australia have done with this mess is just globally embarrassing for them, quite frankly. I think all of all nations, listen, we can't speak too much because we've got Boris Johnson doing all sorts here. Um, but looking over at Australia, I feel like they're, well, if not close second, up there probably eclipsing Boris right now. What more balls ups can they do? Uh, they got another day to make another one if uh, if they fancy it. So we'll just have to wait and see. Shall I move on to the next tweet? Yeah. Right. This one. Uh, this is just a more reiterating of the statement that was put out there from Karen Sweeney. Um, yep. Okay. Move on to the next one. This one's from the New York Times. Uh, this yeah. I, 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 I don't think we went through the whole um, statement of Djokovic, did we, John? No, there is yeah. a second part which I touched on, where he basically says, "This is the end of the matter for now, and I won't be talking about it anymore." There was did, kind did of he a... not talk about the travel document as well. Yes, he did in the second part of that statement. That's true, he did. That's an important bit to sort of speak about. I would if like you go to touch back, on that. If you so go if back I... to the, the first tweet from um, Jose Morgado, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, I've got you go it, back yeah. to his tweet. There's two. <clears throat> there's two tweets. I think what one this that one, we yeah. focused on. Yeah, and if you go there to you his go. his second yeah. part of his thread, this is good for here. So on the issue of my travel declaration. This was submitted by my support team on my behalf. As I told immigration officials on my arrival and my agent sincerely apologises for the administrative mistake in ticking the incorrect box about my previous travel before coming to Australia. I'm going to leave it there and over to you, John. Yeah, I mean... Actually, this is something that his lawyers perhaps are trying to address as well with that other tweet or whatever we looked at, the other, the other post we saw, where his, uh, the reason it's going into a third day or since the, since the trial occurred on Monday uh, is because uh, they want to address this. And, and perhaps it's even the wording. I, I have some, some sympathy actually on this because it does say something along the lines of, you know, will you travel in the 14 days prior to, I mean, or after arriving, yeah, as well, or after, you know, or or in the, you know, will will you? So, I don't know. I'm not. 
I'm not saying that what, what of course is that the, the, the thing is, again, is this is also a bit vague. And I've seen examples where depending on who you are and what kind of mistake you've made, you know, some people have been banned from countries for 10 years for for making this kind of mistake. Or certainly in the UK, it's occurred. So I think but it just depends on on so many things and up to the, the, the jurisdiction or the, the individual person who wants to come down hard or otherwise on the individual who made that mistake. I think this it is does... a prime, I think this is a prime, sorry, John, I think this is a prime example of where um, there's a rule in place where we've seen in the past, there can be re- severe repercussions of it, but maybe we don't necessarily agree that it should be that strict as what it is. But if you look at previous examples of people who, if you get this wrong, you can be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Whether yeah. we think that's right or not, it's another matter. I'm not sure if it, it should be. It could be a pretty genuine mistake which his yeah. team's made. But it, saying that, it's still a massive mistake to make. Surely you get that right. And another big telling part, point in this, if he was to tick yes, I have confirmed, you would, it wouldn't mean you're not allowed to go. No, they, just no, no, to know, they just want to know where you went. I just yeah. find it so hard to believe that we've got the one of the – guy who's the, probably the best tennis player of all time uh with the most prize money the super intelligent with the team of the best lawyers probably around who are and uh, probably the team of the best medical people around and they can't fill out a form correctly you te- and they don't look through it and it doesn't get double checked and checked again and say did you tick that one it says no but uh if you have you actually or should we tick yes and actually say where you've been or any how about we check that? Just tick through it, did they? All right, you have to send that off. Have you checked it now? By the way, by the way, we'll look at this. We are living in challenging times in a global pandemic, and sometimes these mistakes can occur. Well, I'll tell you what, next time I'm speeding in my car, I'll use that as an excuse. Sorry, officer, but we're living in challenging times, and sometimes mistakes can occur. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Should never have written that. KRC Gaming wants his super chat written out, and he is a member as well, so it's only fair. He's saying, nah, if he wins his 10th championship, he will be welcomed as a hero. It doesn't matter what he did. He is uh, revered as revered. God. Revered? Revered, yeah, revered as yeah. a god of tennis in our country. Uh, there will be riots if our prime minister does anything. Well, that's possible as well. Yeah, it's a good point because this, I think there's going to be riots whichever way it goes, to be honest. So yeah, I think they've messed it up There will so be much. some unrest in Serbia, though, yeah. against the Prime Minister if they do, if he cracks down. But maybe there will be the other way as well. But let's find out and wait for that. Um, did we read the last little bit? No, We've got here, the to... last bit is, today my team has provided additional information to the Australian government to clarify this matter. So they have put yeah. forward further documentation uh, to try and defend him. Yeah. And then we're on to the next, the final part. It says, while I felt it was important to address and clarify misinformation, I will not be making any further comment out of the utmost respect for the Australian government and their authorities and the current process. So at least that's that's a fair statement. I mean, and then he's, and then he's saying it is always an honour and a privilege to play in the Australian Open. The Australian Open is much loved by players, fans, and the community, not just in Victoria and Australia, but around the globe. And I just want to have the opportunity to compete against the very best players in the world and perform before one of the best crowds in the world. Yeah, I want to see it. If he if he plays, it'd be, I still want to watch him play. Don't get me wrong. I just oh, I hate all this dark cloud all over everything yeah we've got king hartley here saying renata varakova was allowed in the country and completed competed with the same exemption she was deported after Djokovic was targeted isn't this interesting yeah Yeah. i agree it's it's not a good look and (laughs) yet again yet again you've got to blame you've got to blame the aussie government here they've made a massive massive mistake and that's why ultimately there's so many of these little hiccups they made along the way that's why the judge allowed or didn't allow. He he he. Um, what's the word? He decided that Djokovic won the case. He confirmed. What's, what's it? He concluded. He concluded yeah. Djokovic won the case based off all of these hiccups made. Yeah, and then what? What happens with her? She she do they fly back in again? Say, oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to kick I, you out. <laughs> I think she just sort of got tired of it probably and just thought, I'm not going to go through what Djokovic has been through the last seven days. Yeah, well, that should even have the same treatment. To be honest, that's the thing. It's uh, right. I've moved through. This was, I think, we just had that one. Now, yeah, this one was Jao Souza, which is a Portuguese tennis player uh, on the Djokovic saga. I respect that he fights for what he believes, and I can be empathetic with what he's going through in Australia. But it's a bit selfish from him to arrive here as the only player unvaccinated. 
it's tough for us players to accept that. Yeah, I know there was so much talk at the beginning that there was going to be a few other people with these medical exemptions and there was other people, players, uh, who aren't vaccinated. It seems to me it's just him, right, who's not vaccinated, who's there on the men's yeah. side, certainly. Now, with the with this, obviously, deportation of the Czech uh, doubles girl, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know where, how just much happens more... to be the world number one. It's just, I'm sure there's a lot of other players who aren't speaking out who feel the same way. That's the, that, that people are probably scared. They don't want the back, they don't want the awkwardness sure. of having to see him again at another tournament and oh. they hear the, the knowledge that they spoke out against him. And the, yeah. I, I, yeah. I do want to add as well that there has been some support from other players. I saw Venus. Oh, Williams. yeah. She was yeah. supporting him. Um, Hospital, of course, has been adamant in his support. I know Tennis Sanguin's not there, but no, there's probably half the tour are fairly sympathetic to his plight, yeah. or if not, you know, much more stronger than that. Yeah, it, it, it just seems to be very divided at the moment, the whole tennis world on this issue. Very. Move on. Right. Oops, sorry, I didn't zoom in on that one. Oh, it's the same one. Apologies. Must have pulled it up twice. This one, oh yeah, this was behind the scenes, wasn't it, of the news. Uh, which Which news station was it? I can't remember, but... They got recorded after uh, their news broadcast. Seven something, is it? I can't remember. But, uh, I forget the, what it's called. Channel 7? I'm not sure. Channel, Channel 7, 7 I, yeah. I think yeah, the two cool. news anchors, uh, I don't have their names to hand, but yeah, they were just recorded saying, oh yeah, Novak Djokovic is a lying, sneaky arsehole. And he's like, yeah, he's an arsehole. And then they were both just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. And like, terrible, like really going into it. Somebody's obviously disagreed with that and just left it running and then now posted it on social media. Don't know what the backlash for those two news anchors is going to be, though. The thing is, he's he's obviously, you know, played the game quite well in terms of getting into the country because the idea that you have an exemption, okay, is not in place for someone to circumnavigate their way around getting vaccinated. The idea of an exemption is to say you cannot get vaccinated and therefore we're going to give you an exemption. But, you know, he had 18 months to get vaccinated. And, and I'd love to know, like I said, there's many questions and much higher up than, but does he plan to get vaccinated? And if he does... You know, why didn't he get vaccinated in the next 18 months? Or or will he get vaccinated in the very near future? I'd, I'd love to know the answer to that question. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to one of the new members we've had joined the channel. Um, we've got Cheers. Victor. Appreciate that, Victor. Thanks for that, Victor. Yeah, guys, if you want a chance to become a member of GTL, there is a little button under the video that says join or it's on our main homepage of the channel. That'll give you some special features. You'll show up in some special colors in the live chat, which will highlight your comments so we can click them better. We'll give you shout outs when we see them. And you can get some little fun emojis that you can use that other people don't get access to with a little JG head or a Ben head, or maybe we'll get a John Silk head on there at some point. <laughs> yeah, you can slag us off then and actually put an emoji next to it. <laughs> That's it. It's like yeah. Ben talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yes, moving on. I forgot I was in charge of it then. So. <laughs> right, uh, this one's a Paul Sakao as well. And saying Australian officials widened their investigation into Djokovic's visa to include a series of errors and discrepancies, his isolation breach, incorrect travel declaration, and inconsistent statements on when he learned of his positive test. The, 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 the first part of that, the isolation breach, surprises me that, that the 40, I mean, I presume that they're talking about the 48 hours after his positive test. I, I maybe that's the case, and that they can include that in their um, investigation. But um, I was under the impression that that wouldn't be relevant. But listen, maybe they can. But I think it's anyway, a character thing, John. Though this is why I was yeah, saying, like, go back to yeah. the judge. If it's the same judge that sort of looked upon the way he was treated, I don't think we're going to see another no. case. We're not seeing this. Is this won't be another situation? True. I don't think. Oh yeah, I think because it's that, the minister yeah. that decides now, isn't it? That's the final call. That's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sorry, we spoke about it in that yesterday's one. Apologies, I keep bringing up a, a judge. There, it would just be the minister, as far who, as I know, Home we, Affairs, we, who will I've decide. Heard the same as well. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry, apologies for that. Don't want to give you misinformation of another a trial. I don't want another trial. Stop with the trials, please. He just wants another stream. Yeah. Uh, got, God, I don't want another we got, one of them. We've got please. Tanya here from Australia saying, I live 20 minutes away from Rod Laver Arena and I can't get into the stadium without being vaccinated. Nole is not a citizen 
uh, not a resident, not vaxxed. Yeah, that's an important point, actually. I, I yes. think there are no exemptions for entering the stadium uh, or, or working as an, a, 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 you know, a, a, an official or an umpire or whatever. Um, there are no exemptions. It doesn't matter if you got COVID three months ago, two months ago, five months ago. Uh, it doesn't matter, whatever. You just have to be vaccinated. Yeah, shout out to Hit God MB for being a new member and Nikola uh, Milinkovic as well. Great to Ooh. have you on board, guys. Cheers, guys. Um, I know that we're sort of uh, getting towards probably the end of this podcast, really. I think still we need to focus on, obviously, there's a lot of blame on Australia's side. We're not denying that Australia are to blame. I saw like there was one uh, quote from The Guardian. Um, it was... Russell Brand was even talking about this on his podcast. I was watching it earlier, so I thought it was just like a, a little summary of what that what they've done. It said so far, uh, no, uh, there is so far only one lesson uh, in the acquittal of the tennis player Novak Djokovic on the charge of seeking to enter Australia unvaccinated. It is that something is badly wrong with that country's border controls, and I think that's one thing everyone can agree on. Yeah. We'll leave on something everyone agrees on, and that is yeah. Australia's border controls. Whatever way you dress up Djokovic, the whole saga, everyone knows the border controls, they are shocking. Don't yeah. make sense, do they? Out of controls. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's a good place to, to, to finish, I think, that, John. Yeah. A little John Silk pun. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, right, before we finish, though, guys, Obviously, we've been speaking about the Australian Open a lot. We have a giveaway for Roland Garros, which is coming up. Obviously, that's the next slam after this. There's a giveaway of two Roland Garros tickets that go over four days at Roland Garros. And all you have to do is follow this little promo video and that will tell you how to enter it. JG. Yeah, and also the link's pinned in the live chat. This time we're bringing you a giveaway, Roland Garros 2022. We have two grand public tickets going on offer and you can be part of it. Make sure you are subscribed to Game to Love. And secondly, follow the link to find out all of the ways you can enter. They include following us on Spotify, following on Twitter, joining the Patreon. That's another one where you get a few entries. Four days at Roland Garros. That could be the final, the semi-final, the quarter-final. To clarify, that is two tickets for four days at Roland Garros, seeing the very best tennis talent. Yeah, so make sure that you get your entries in by the 31st of January 2022. And good luck. May the best man or woman win. And hopefully we get to see you out in Paris very soon. Oh, that's a tasty one, that one. Make sure you do get... Uh, it's 31st of January, remember? You've got until to to enter that one. There's no reason not to. It's free to enter. All you have to do is follow us on some social media platforms. Yeah, last thing I want to do is put you both on the spot, actually, like I Ooh. usually do in GTL oh. fashion. I want a quick yes or no from you. Will Novak Djokovic play the Australian Open? You first, Ben. No. Ooh. John? Yes. I think I'm going to go yes as well, but um, I'm very <laughs> sure. We've taken I'm... a real turnaround. You've gone on the other side. I've swapped. We've no, swapped no, listen, I think there's a high possibility it's going to be no, but I still think, I don't know, there's something about me that thinks it's going to be yes. I've taken a sort of like a turnaround. on yeah. the, the, After you're saying like they're trying to bolster all the case, there's part of me that thinks how, if, the, if the case gets very strong, I don't Listen, know. Listen, I said, I said it. It could be. It could. I could have gone either way with my yeah, thing. It's, I'm not, it's really tough to see. One thing we hope to see though is him at Roland Garros. Make sure to enter that giveaway if you're a big Djokovic fan, because you can see him there. Of course, Rafa fans as well. We're hoping to see him there. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching, guys. If you haven't already, please hit the like button on this video. Join the members as well. Really helps the channel to grow and for us to continue bringing you these videos. And lastly, subscribe to Game to Love. We've got so much content planned. We're going to be covering the draw when it's released. We're also going to be doing qualifiers to watch soon as well. So there's only one place to be, and that's Game to Love. Thanks for joining us, John. And um, see you guys on the next one. See you guys. (laughs) 
Novak Djokovic's visa has been revoked by the Australian government uh, and issued with a letter saying he will be deported. He tested positive on December 16. On the 1st of January, he'd met the requirements for quarantine-free travel. On January 4, Djokovic announced he was travelling to Australia. He was detained in Melbourne when he arrived the next day. Players, fans and staff at the Australian Open must be fully vaccinated unless there is a genuine reason why an exemption should be granted. If that evidence is insufficient, then he'll be on the next plane home. Czech player Renata Voracova. She arrived last month and played a warm-up tournament before her visa was cancelled. We are not angry with the people of Australia. We are actually angry with their politicians. They are keeping him as a prisoner. It's just not fair. It's not human. He'll be upset about the fact that Novak has come in because of his, his statements over the past couple of years around vaccination. He know he knew the conditions since uh, a lot of months ago. So whether someone wants to get a vaccine or not, that's completely up to them. Me that wasn't vaccinated, I wouldn't be getting an exemption. There should be no special rules for Novak Djokovic at all. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.